0: Welcome to Season 2 of The Successful Strategist, a podcast on strategy, management, and governance dedicated to helping you address the most important questions any organization can ask. I'm Mitchell Muncy, a consultant who has co-founded or led five startups, for-profit and non-profit, spanning the media, public policy, and higher education. In these practical 5-minute episodes, I cut through jargon and myth to offer you the same advice I give my clients. Good morning. In the series of episodes we completed last time, I offered 7 questions we should ask to develop a winning strategy. This followed an earlier series on six tests of whether we have a strategy at all. Today, we'll begin a new series on the basic elements of a strategic plan, bringing together ideas from the previous two series. Regular listeners of this podcast, and those who have worked with me, know that I resist using the term strategic planning, because perhaps the most common mistake in strategy is to confuse strategy with planning. We should focus first on strategy development, which needs to come before we make any plans if we're to understand what we're planning for. Nevertheless, good strategy development will lead to a document that explains what the organization will do, how, and why. As long as we understand that planning follows strategy development, it's fine to call this document a strategic plan. As we'll see, there are a number of elements our plans should include, but we shouldn't think that strategic plans need to be long. On the contrary, we can address most of these elements in a paragraph or two, leaving any calculations or analysis for an appendix if necessary. The likelihood that a plan will be implemented varies inversely with its length. I've reviewed plans that were 75 pages. They never came close to being completed, or perhaps even being started, but there was never any chance they could have. The main body of a strategic plan should be around 2,500 words, and almost never more than 5,000 words, somewhere between 5 and 10 normal-typed pages. Before we get to the elements of a strategic plan, however, we need to think about what makes something a plan. As obvious as this may seem, most strategic plans I review aren't really plans of any kind. Imagine we want to take a trip. While it's possible to think about traveling without considering the details, we can't take an actual trip without choosing a specific point of departure, say Los Angeles, a specific point of arrival, New York City, and a specific means for getting from one to the other, a commercial airline flight. This example illustrates the three things we need for any plan. A description of our current state of affairs, a description of the state of affairs we want to achieve, and an explanation of what activities will move our organization from one state to the other. In my experience, very few documents that are called strategic plans contain any of these three. Instead, organizations typically pledge to do more of what they're already doing and to do it better. Commercial businesses aim for more market share or share of wallet. Nonprofits aim to reach more beneficiaries or serve more of their needs. Yet how do we know what we're currently doing is what we should be doing? How do we know there's a demand for more of it? What does better mean? More and better don't describe a distinct state of affairs, a problem solved, or an opportunity seized. They don't, on their own, make a plan. My suggestion for today is, Ask whether your organization's strategic plan has clear descriptions of your current circumstances, the circumstances you would like to achieve, and the specific activities you propose to get from one to the other. If not, begin with the way you're measuring performance and try to reverse-engineer descriptions of your circumstances and your activities. It's possible. In fact, it's very common to have a real plan that nevertheless doesn't express a strategy in any sense. Next time, we'll discuss what has to be true for a plan, or anything else, to be genuinely strategic. Most people learn about podcasts from friends and colleagues. If this episode was helpful, please take 30 seconds right now to recommend the successful strategist to one other person. And be sure you haven't missed any of the previous episodes. If you'd like to receive my twice-monthly newsletter, which includes show notes and a summary of important ideas about strategy, management, or governance, sign up at thesuccessfulstrategist.com. I'm glad we could invest this time together. Remember, being a successful strategist doesn't require specialized training or unique insight, just a commitment to asking the right questions. The Successful Strategist is a production of Prospera LLC, a consulting firm providing strategy development, nonprofit due diligence, crisis management, and interim executive management to mission-driven organizations and philanthropists. Learn more at prosperallc.com. This is Mitchell Munsey. Talk to you next time.